Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, and joined as always with me is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, man? Here we are a couple days away from WrestleMania, but we're not here to talk about WrestleMania. Doing pretty well. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Like I said, gearing up, the energy's up, everything's beautiful, the Hall of Fame tomorrow night. You know, I, I don't know. I just get excited at this time of the year. Good card, bad card. It's just WrestleMania season, right? So Yeah, springtime too. We absolutely. First day of the regular, yeah, uh, opening day today, right, for, for baseball. Uh, yeah. I think this, I read I read this this morning. This is the first time since 1968 that all 30 teams will be competing today. Yeah, it was um, nice to have Yankees game already today, a little bit in the morning. Yeah, Judge uh, started off right with the home run. First of all, yeah, sweet. There you go. So there you go. And that uh, pitcher clock. I think a lot of fans are having fun with that. I haven't seen any highlights yet. It just kind of got in the door. And on the Yankees game, they didn't have the picture clock on the screen, so you couldn't see it if you watched from home. So maybe they will change that later. But yeah, we'll no, see. I didn't see anything. But the fans were having fun with it. I guess they could see the countdown, so they're kind they can of, see it at the park. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, apparently, it's fun. Who knows? Who, who would have thought that a countdown clock would be fun that way for for a pitcher? Anyway, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I don't think it's fun for the pitcher, but I think it's fun for the fans, right? Yeah. But anyways, man, let's get right into it. Uh, David David Benavides, uh, Caleb Plant, Las Vegas, MGM Grand Garden. We were there. I was there. Uh, you were there in spirit, brother. Um, wow, what a weekend. Good fights. It's good Good four fights. Solid card. Yeah, man. 36-hour uh, whirlwind in and out. Um, I probably change it to forty eight hours, a full forty eight hours, opposed to thirty six. Thirty six was yeah. Getting there Friday at dinner time is a little bit late because that day is pretty much a write off, right? It's but... pretty much a write off, right? And at that point, most of the guys that you were trying to kind of find or or kind of generate a conversation with or anything like that, it's pretty limited because most of those guys are all locked up. Their teams are locked up for the most part. You got the one or two guys that are kind of hanging out. Um, I I got to meet uh, Benavides's dad. On Friday night, he was one of the fellows kind of just chilling around. Um, other than that, Friday night was pretty quiet, I'll be honest. It was, um, you know, WWE was in the in MGM. Yeah, SmackDown, well. yeah. So there were a lot of people around. But, I mean, even the wrestlers, they don't really come through the casino. They just leave through the underground where the garden is, right? So you didn't really get to see anyone. Of I've only ever caliber. seen one wrestler at the MGM, and that was Triple H. But he's doing a live interview there. But yeah, so. Come through. I think those guys just move fast because the next night they were in Utah. So, I mean, they, they don't waste any time. Um, but Saturday, man, wow, what a day. What a day. Solid card. Uh, best card of the year so far. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, um, every fight on this card was phenomenal. Um, let's start with Cody versus versus Abel Romo. So, uh, I, you know what? Cody won. I, I totally thought he won. I, I mean, just me watching from the stands. I noticed that, you know, the pressure was great, you know, but I mean, it, I think it was in the eighth round where he finally came out to the center of the ring and started fighting him in the center of the ring. And then he went back to pressuring him again. I, I almost feel that if he kept, you know, fighting in the center of the ring, he would have finished him, in my opinion. I thought um, Cody was going to finish him before the fight. That was my prediction. He didn't do that. He almost went down 11th round, dude. They scored a knockdown, the replay overturned it. But Cody, Romo hit him hard. Kobe, Kobe was rocked there. No, no. There were a couple moments where Romo yeah. hit him hard and got him pretty good. And, you know, thankfully, you know, this is the one thing I'll say. Watching it live, the way they handled that knockdown and in between rounds and how fast they made the decision. Boxing did a good job on that that night. That's one yeah. good thing I'll say they, they did a really good job on. Here's the one thing I'll take, you know, I – 
I don't want to criticize Cody in any way. I mean, you know, he was fighting under a lot of distress. He was fighting under a lot of emotion. There was so much, you know, uh, lead up. His birthday, his dad passing away. All of it, right? So, you know, there's so much there that he's dealing with emotionally. Just the lead up to the fight, the cancellation of the fight, everything is just like an accumulation. And to be composed, to stay composed, to be able to control all of that and still come out with the victory really solid. The only thing I would have to say for him in terms of what I think he needs to improve on. And again, I'm in no place, you know, I'm just a spectator. I'm just a fan. But, you know, when he's coming forward the way he was in the fight, I noticed a lot of the time he was just coming forward and eating shots. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, I would like to see him be able to throw at least a jab or a combination, but for sure a jab while he's coming in to kind of protect himself a little bit more. And I think that if he goes up in competition, that strategy won't help him. I'm not well, saying that like I was saying to you when I watched the fight, like, yeah, he won and I'm glad he won, but we got to call it as we see it. We got to call a ball a ball, a strike a strike. He keeps coming forward like that on Earl Spence, but Earl's hand speed, Cody's going to go to the canvas. Yeah. Earl's too quick and too skilled, too much precision. And Cody's been rocked his last couple fights. So he needs to, I don't know, he looked kind of he's great, great cardio. He's tough, he's strong. I love the guy, but pressure was looked, amazing. Yeah, the pressure's going to be, he looked slow to me. The shots and his hand movement, he looks slow. A little bit slow for what you know, it's Errol Spencer Crawford. That's well, just what I see. Well, like I said, I mean, another step in the right direction, right? So he's oh, yeah, he's number one ranked no. WBC welterweight, so he's getting so a title shot. They're yeah, yeah. saying he's going to fight the winner of Ugas with Barrios. I think that makes the most sense for him right now. That would be great because, I mean, I think it's fair to say that Ugas is the official gatekeeper of the division now, right? Yeah. You beat Ugas, then you are basically into that realm. Of, of those guys. Um, speaking of which, I think I, I have another great idea for a match that came out of this card, but we'll get to there in a minute. But overall, like I said, I think Cody did really well. I'm really he proud. Did, did you know, I'm proud, I'm proud of him. Absolutely. You know, coming out there with everything that he was carrying, right? You know, like, I mean, the guy handled it, right? He yeah. took it. He, he Great cardio. Amazing cardio. hundred percent. And I mean, the amount of pressure he was putting on him, though, you know, I, I feel like from watching in the stands, he had able against the ropes a lot of the night. But again, you don't see all those shots that he was eating trying to get him there, right? You know, no, so no. I think that's where he needs to kind of improve. Now, the next fight, Chris Colbert against uh, Venezuela. Um, your thoughts on it initially? It was a good fight, man. It was a good fight. A lot of controversy. I mean, I thought Colbert won myself, but well, what do you think? Okay, well, when I was in the crowd, it, again, it, it watching it live is amazing, but watching it on television is a blessing, if that makes sense. Well, you see more. You miss stuff live. You can't see yeah. certain angles. You grab your yeah. pop, you turn your head, somebody's yelling in your face, yeah. you miss a lot. You don't right. even realize so, it. No. So when I was sitting in the crowd, when I was watching it, I'll be honest, after that first round knockdown, you know, the, the overhand left there, um, he got him nicely. He tagged him. He brought him down. He came back up. And there were a few moments in the in the fight where it looked like, like you know, the referee was going to stop it. From my, my vantage point, anyways, when he had Colbert in the corners and he was just kind of working him in there, right? I'm like, oh, my God, like, this guy's, yeah. you know, how can he lose, right? That's just because I'm watching it from that perspective. Now, let's, let's be honest here. Venezuela's a puncher. He's a boxer, yes, but he's, you know, he's more puncher than he is boxer, right? 
And I think what they did here is they tried to change the game plan a lot in the sense that they wanted him to be more of a boxer against Colbert and, and stay away from what he is, considering, you know, how devastating a loss that he took in his last fight. I almost feel that was a bad strategy or maybe start so. with that and, you know, revert back to your punching way. Because when he knocked him, all of a sudden Colbert's coming back and he's fighting with a sense of not fear, but, you know, what's the word? He I'm was like? hesitant. He was hesitant, but not fear, like more a sense of hesitation, right? Yeah, he was hesitant, yeah. Because he didn't want to get struck again. But Colbert being an amazing boxer that he is, like this guy has a great ring IQ. And people forget that. He jumped up weights here for this fight as well. After the fight, he said he's going back to 130. Um, yeah. And again, here's the blessing of being able to go back and watch it on a monitor. I, I thought at the time in the crowd, I thought that Venezuela was wrong. Don't forget, you get caught up in the hype of the crowd, people cheering for a certain guy. You kind very, of you get very, swayed a little bit, right? Very pro Latin crowd, very pro Mexican crowd, absolutely throughout the whole night, right? I mean, this was a very Mexican heavy card. Um, if you think about it, Colbert was the only black guy on the card. Yeah, there, there were more white guys on this card than there were black guys, which is not very uh, common in boxing right now. Well, in North American boxing, North American boxing. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of cool, kind of interesting to see as well. Um, but like I said, I, you know, I, I guess I fell in with the crowd from what I saw, the kind of angles that I got from it all. I thought, oh, my God, he got robbed. Right. Yeah. But going back, I saw like, OK, Venezuela got outboxed for most of the fight. He did. To be honest. Yeah. Right. After that knockdown, after the couple flurries that he had in maybe the seventh and ninth, I think it was. I could be wrong or it could be sixth or eighth. <coughs> Pardon me. Um. You know, I, I really feel like Colbert won. And um I met I Colbert. So. I met I met both guys after the fight. You know, Venezuela, he put up a brave face. He was really generous and awesome to stop and chat quickly with us. Um, also to kind of meet uh Colbert after who incidentally he had no crowd around him, man. He was just standing off to the side by the some table. guys might not rec people don't recognize he's not like a well known name, right? That could be part of it. Can't miss a guy with a big yellow stripe up his head, man. Yeah, you can't miss him, but some people don't even recognize, like, well, who is this guy? He's not a well-known name if you're not a hardcore fan, right? Well, former world champion, but, you know, again, this is the case for most of these boxers, right? Yeah, that's a thing. Not like a Canelo or a Tyson Fury where instantly you know who they are, even if you don't watch boxing. Yeah, so, so you know, um, but Colbert looked, you know, he didn't look dejected, but he looked a little pissed off that people were, were not, you know... Attention, stars love it, celebrities love the attention. They, no, 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 it wasn't the attention, it wasn't the intention. I don't think it was that at all. I think it was more the fact that, like, when I approached him, I said, Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? You know, great fight. He goes, Thanks, man. And you know, can I get her grab a picture? And you know, I, I, I said, You know, we do what we do, gave him a card, said he'd come on, so I'm gonna hold him to that. Uh, but he just needs a little bit of time, he said, so you know, let's see how yeah. that works out. But uh, he looked, he didn't look like a guy who just won a fight. That's where I'm coming with it. Yeah. You know, and he looked like, you know, like, why are you doubting me sort of a deal? But yeah. again, here we are. It, it is what it is. Um. All right. Let's go on to the mismatch of the night. I, I, I hate to say it, man. A lot of respect. But um, where was it here? Where did I write it down? Yeah. Jesus Ramos against Joey Spencer. Now, let's keep in mind, nobody wants to fight Jesus Ramos. No. Nobody wants to fight him. For him to get a fight, it's very hard these days because of how good he is. Uh, 
and, and respected Joey Spencer. He called him out. He, he stepped in it. Out. He stepped in there. Yeah. He stepped in there. He said, this is for respect. But I think Joey Spencer, you just set yourself back a little ways back now. I think there's different ways of getting respect in boxing. Build up your name. Fight guys of your caliber. Fight guys of your Yeah, we got to give him credit for stepping in there against a guy who's feared, right? He just shows he's got no fear. He's got the heart. And uh, he went for it. So I got to give him credit for that. A lot of guys don't do that. No, I give him all the credit in the world. I have nothing but love and respect for Joey Spencer. I just unfortunately think it was a bad decision on his It wasn't a mismatch. Right? Um, Abel, or sorry, Jesus, I mean, he's good at what he does. I mean, he creates space. He he works the inside and the outside the same. Like, he just don't know where he's coming from. This guy is truly a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah. He's so good, in my opinion. There's and this is another one of those fights that we should be making, in my opinion. You ready? Let's hear it. Both these athletes are good and so good that they'll make the bottom half of the top 10 look really bad. But the top five don't want to fight either one of these guys. And I'm talking about Jesus Ramos. And can you guess who the other guy is? That doesn't want to fight him? No, no, no. Who he should fight next, in my opinion. I don't know where you're going. Who do you think? Boots and this, man. You think so? Boots? Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Boots and him are probably... Both undefeated? Both are at the same level, though, in the terms of, like I said, no one in the bottom top 10 would beat them or look good against them. But the top five guys don't want the trouble that they could possess and bring to them. That's true. and they're not, But they also don't have that big of an aim yet to make that big money fight, too. But, but yes, that's, but, you're totally right. But those are the two guys that should... Yeah, but see, to, in order to get to that next money fight level, one of those top five guys has to be able to step up and fight them. And then you get there, right? That's what's holding them back right now. I mean, at the end of the day, like we've discussed this so many times here, Chance, I mean, there's only five guys in boxing who carry a payday. The rest of these shows are basically what we saw on, you know, it's a great card for boxing. It's a great oh, yeah. card for a boxing fan. But there were not that many casual fans involved in this, right? Casual no. fans will get involved in the Tank Garcia fight. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the next casual fan fight. Right? That should be a million pay-per-view buys. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, like I said, there's only a handful of pay-per-views a year that the casual fan will get involved in. Yeah. We're all saying, analysts, other people, other reporters, other podcasts, other people in the business are all saying, this is an amazing boxing card. Yeah, if you're a boxing fan... If you follow the sport, you don't have to be diehard, but if you are a boxing fan, you will know this was a great card. It was right? solid. Solid. Right? So that's what I mean. It's just like, you know, so so even even for them to get to that echelon in for a payday or whatever, they need to get into that top five. And I think yep. those two fighting, no one can deny them a shot at the top five then. It'll be a heck of a fight. I hope it happens. I'd love to see it. I think it'd be a great fight. I mean, right now, both guys are just kind of spinning their wheels, fighting these guys, you know, that really they shouldn't be fighting. It's not helping them. If anything, it's just padding their records. Yeah. And then when they do go up and they look at their record, and go, oh, you know, they're undefeated. Yeah, but he fought it, you know, no disrespect. I'm just saying Joey Spencer because he was the latest victim of this, right? Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like this is where you can get that great fight. That's just my opinion. That's what my take is. Yeah, all, no, right, man. all right, man, let's move on to the main event here. Benavides against Caleb Plant. A lot of bad blood coming into this fight. Um, and this is why boxing is so great after it. They squashed it. You know, they not may they may not necessarily be friends or hang out and you know 
have family picnics together or anything like that. But I mean, you know that the respect is there between the two of them. Uh, Benavides, man, what can I say? First half, yeah, first half of the fight, Caleb had it about round six, and then he was getting hurt, slowing down, shots of the body, shots of the head. Benavides broke him down, and then from then on in the last half of the fight, I can't believe Caleb didn't drop an 11th round, 12th round. He was just getting hammered, but he stood up, man. He well, said he can't I, I, break I the boy's chin. Yeah, well, I call that the Baylor effect. Uh, Kenny Bayless. Um, yeah, he got referee. pretty big time for his rapping on that. Yeah, match. you know, like he, he was getting in there way too much. Am I, you know, even even from where I was watching, you know, you could see like, okay, come on, Kenny, come on. Well, you heard the commentators were saying it was over the top. Yeah, right. You know, and, that's and he's a skilled rap. He did a lot of championship fight. He knows better. He just had a bad night, I think. I think he had a bad night, and I met him afterwards. I got a picture yeah. with him as well, and you know, you could just look at him too. He's just waiting to get out of there. Yeah, he didn't really he want to be in there at all, right? He knew. But yeah, I know. I mean, like I said, Caleb was out boxing in the first half of the fight, and then Benavidez just hit some big shots. Benavidez started slow, and then from six rounds it on, it was all Benavidez. And I just can't believe Caleb didn't draw. Like you said, Bayless helped uh, Caleb by, you know, breaking him up every time they tie up and just getting in their way too much. But yeah. hey, Benavidez is a beast, dude. He. No, he is. And I, I always feel, I think the one mistake I feel like, again, this is me going back and watching it again. I'll be honest, I watched this one twice, right? And Benavidez's next fight is not Canelo because Canelo said today he's fighting Bivol in September. And that's what I told you guys, man. That's yeah. what I told everybody. This is the only way this fight's going to happen for, you know, and this is unfortunate for David now, right? I mean, how is that fair? Like, now you're basically looking at to next May, over a year before you get that fight. They'll either fight Bibble or Canelo, one of the two, you know. Right? So, well, I mean, Canelo's saying he's going to fight him in September. So, his next fight's going to happen in May. No, no, I'm saying he'll fight the winner of that. Benavides might get the winner of Bibble or Canelo. Maybe next well, year. Well, no, because Bibble, he's going back up to 175. Well, yeah, but Bibble could, Bibble, Bibble, what are they fighting? A 175 or 160? No, 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 no. Yeah, Canelo, he wants to go back up to Bibble. Go back up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he's fighting John Ryder. So then he doesn't have any mandatories or anything in place to, to get him fight out of the him. way, right? Um, but the fight, like, I think he should go after Bivol after. This is the fight that should happen. This is the next fight. I, that's just my opinion. Um, I don't think it's it's right because what's David supposed to do now? What if he takes another fight and he gets clocked on? I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's, it's going to yeah. happen. But in the sport of boxing, anything can happen. Just like that. He'll, get, he'll, class, get, his right? turn. he'll get his turn up in one of the guys. He'll get his chance. He I know he'll get his out. chance, but a year? That's a long if he time. wants to fight the big dogs, is he probably going to have a two up fight in between and then challenge somebody? I think I, you almost have to, though, just to not to have any ring rust. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Canelo will have more fights under his belt going into that one than he would. Well, look what look what Joshua's doing. <clears throat> look what Joshua's doing on Saturday. It's a two up fight just to make him look good. Same thing Wilder did. Knock the guy out. Every talk to one of him. This is fight Joshua's having. He's gonna win it. Probably finish the guy, and we'll talk about him fighting Fury in the summer. He shouldn't yeah. be fighting a guy like this, but you know, this is how boxing is. Are the we moving on? Are, are, are we moving on to Joshua Jermaine Franklin now? No, I'm just saying. You know, oh, okay. Into, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, okay, look. Here's here's what I'll say though for the plant fight. Uh, just to go back to that really quickly, I feel. I feel that Caleb showed everything he was going to do in that first round. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he showed him the whole game plan. He came out strong, but the hugging—it's way too much gripping, man. 
Yeah, too much know. punching, right? I just thought he was that scared of the power. You know, he was scared of the power, right? <laughs> he just knew that if he could wear him down and keep clinching him, clinching him, and then he'll tear him, tear, tire him down. So it'll be, you know, it won't be as powerful or he won't have as yep. much oomph behind it in the later rounds. You know, I could see where he was going with it, but I got to say a lot of respect to David for being patient and not buckling into that pressure. Out. He waited it out. He waited for his opportunity. He is a true Mexican monster. Uh, I saw this one guy arguing the difference between Canelo fighting Caleb and the way um, David fought him is that, you know, there was no point in the fight where, you know, Caleb looked like he was winning half the fight and he lost the second half. Like he was, you know, Canelo was kind of constant throughout the whole fight with him. So yeah. based on that, he feels that he would beat him up, like that he would beat Benavides up, right? Now, Canelo would? Yeah, yeah that would. No, no, Canelo would beat David Benavides when they fought based on how both guys fought. Yeah. Right? My thinking is this. I mean, the patience and the resolve that David Benavides showed for those six rounds, considering how Bayless, the kind of night that Bayless was having, considering that he wasn't able to get anything really started, to have that patience and that IQ to to know, you know, with all the emotion, again, there's a lot of emotion in this fight, right? Oh, yeah. Wasn't all in to control it, this and that. You know, and then to come out the way he did and, and just dominate it the way he did. And God damn, man, that man has a chin and a half. Oh, dude, what heart. What great. Right. It was a great and main event. Great. It main was. Event. The yeah. whole card was great. On that note, man, I tell you what, it was so good in there. Um, It was loud. My ears were ringing when I walked out. Oh, dude, yeah. The crowd was passionate. You could hear it. Yeah, wow. that crowd. And there was this amazing fight in the crowd as well that I saw right in front of us. It was amazing. Uh, respect to the PD down there. Those guys broke it up fast, man. One of those guys fighting took a swing at the cop as well. Just so, two fans yeah. going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the cops came, the uh, Las Vegas Police Department came in, I saw one of the, they grabbed the one guy, he turned around and knocked the police down. Well, not good. And then two more came, and then I guess that was the end of him. But, um, <laughs> what an idiot. That was a spirited fight, man. A lot of star power out for this too, man. Yeah, uh, maybe was there. Mayweather was there, and he doesn't really come out to many fights per se, unless he's participating in them, right? So Mayweather was out there, uh, uh, Deontay was out there, Sean Porter was out there, I believe Haney was out there. Um, yeah, man, it was it was, it was star star pack. Lots and lots of people out there. All in all, the good night uh, highlight for me would have been meeting David Benavides, meeting uh, Venezuela, Colbert, getting an opportunity with all these guys after they fought, which is an amazing thing for them to Meeting do. Mighty Maxwell, the one and only. Meeting Mighty Max as well, man. Got a quick opportunity with him. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't record any content. They shut us down inside the uh, arena. We have to have media. Yeah, they don't because some people that. go to the fights, they live stream it, you know what I mean, on their phone on YouTube page or something silly like that, right? So we were all- We were in the lobby by the phone booth. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we were folks. We we didn't have any poster as a background. We were we literally. I literally set up the tripod in the phone booth, in the little phone stall. They still shut you down, eh? Yeah, yeah. But, they're uh, strict with that. But they gotta know, be right because people do silly no, stuff. No, no, that's fine. You know, and, and, and a testament to these guys. I'll say this honestly: like you know, these guys all fought, and they're coming out, and they just want to go wherever they need to go. But to stop yeah. and take pictures and everything like that, you know, and, and to that's give how you get time. new fans, though, right? No, I get it. I get and that. And you change your image. Like, look, we thought Tia Fimo was a bad guy. 
we met him, talked to him, picture with us. Like, oh, we like the guy. You know what I mean? So they're smart yeah, with that no, too. No, 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 I get it. But I mean, I get it. You're building your brand. We're building our brand. Everyone's hustling. Even after the fight, you're still hustling. I get that completely. But considering what you've just gone through and did you, everything. Did you, see, did you see Top Dollar at the fight? You know, I didn't see Top Dollar, man. Did you reach out <laughs> to him at all? No, not for a while. Man, you should have told him that I was in town. You know who was in town and I didn't even meet? Ronnie Rios was in town too. Was he? I didn't even know. He was. I, I, I only noticed it when I looked at his Instagram story. Was he at the fight or no? I think he was there with the family vacation, man. I, I think he went to Cirque Soleil and shit. Okay, cool. Based Good on guy. his Instagram. Yeah, awesome guy. I wish I had known. I would have loved to have met up with him. But I think for me, even though you haven't asked me, I'm going to tell you anyways, the highlight of my night was meeting the legendary Stitcher Durant. Hands down, Fucking legend, man. Pure. Great guy. Oh, dude, I tell you what. So it was 3 p.m. I had just gotten off the phone with you. I got the That's tickets. That's your spot. Johnny Rockets, baby, at MGM. Well, it's the stupidest decision <laughs> I ever made, but also the best decision I made, right? So, okay, so based on where we, where I was staying in Vegas, um, my options were an Uber or monorail or a bit of a walk to the MGM. Yeah. I said, fuck it. It's a beautiful day. Uh, I got off the phone with you. I'd been kind of waiting around the area that we were in to to see what, what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, once I knew what the plan was, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to walk. So it's about 12 o'clock now, noon. And I started walking from our about place. About a 45-minute walk. Yeah, I did, I, did, I did it in about an hour and five. I did, actually timed it. It was an hour and five minutes, but that's me also stopping looking at things, you know, taking a picture here and there, yeah, uh, some sites and, you know, just kind of have a, I guess it's a brisk leisurely walk. So yeah. it took me about an hour and five minutes to get there. But when I got there, I was feeling a little peckish, but I said, okay, you know what? Let me just kind of go out there and, and uh, you know, see what's happening. Just get a scope of the, of the scene. No one was really around per se. Um, I did run into a couple people here and there, and, uh, you know, that was really fun. I got to meet up with some of the hosts from Showtime, um, so that was really cool. Some of those guys are saying that they'd love to come on the show as well, so I'm going to reach cool. out to them and, you know, kind of set some of that up. Uh, in fact, one of them is uh, hosting the combat lead. What's his name? Uh, Flores. Oh, nice. Brian yeah, Flores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ray Flores. Ray Flores, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's the guy I took a picture with. Um, yeah, he, by the way, both in the Rocky shirts. That was yeah. classic, right? And great minds think alike. Uh, yeah. So he's actually doing the uh, hosting for for the tournament that's going on. That right kicked now. off yesterday. Yeah, yeah kicked off. So congratulations and good luck to Angel. Uh, you know we're following it. Hope everything comes back good for him, and uh, we'll give you guys some updates once we know a little bit more about it uh, and some of the results about it. Um. So I'm at Johnny Rockets, yeah? Yep. I'm hungry now. It's about 3 o'clock. I got off the phone with you. I have a peace of mind. I feel a bit calmer now that I have tickets in my hand. Everything is beautiful. I Ready said, okay, roll. I got to eat something because I'm really, really hungry because I haven't eaten yet. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll go off the strip and grab something just down the road. But I'm thinking, fuck, I've already walked so much. It's been a, an hour before the fights start. Yeah. I wanted to be in there for all of them. I wanted to watch all the fights. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Okay, let's just go to the food court here. I went to Johnny Rockets. $45 later, people do not eat at the hotel food court, okay? That's basically 
Bloody hell, man. I basically, for one burger, you twice, get? I got a double bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, I know it's horrible, but man, it, it is what was it is. It, at that point. though? For $45, I licked the paper. It was so good. I'm just saying. Was right? it good, yeah. yeah, it was really good. It was made fresh. Well, I'll give them that. The burger was really good. The fries were good. The the Nutella milkshake I had was delicious too. Um, I want to go to that Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill that he or that pizza that he's got at MGM. It's supposed to be killer in there, but it's always such a big lineup to get in. You know what? I could have probably gotten in on the Friday night, but again, it's one of those kind of places you don't want to be sitting by yourself and eating. No, 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 no not there. No. Right. So, anyways, I got the burger. I'm sitting down. I'm eating it, and all of a sudden, I see Stitch Duran walking towards me. And nice. I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm like, fuck, man, why did I waste $45 in a hamburger, man? Like, that's just bad choice, bad call, Stapson, bad call. Yeah. But it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because <laughs> yeah. here comes the legend, Stitch Duran. This guy's been doing what he's doing since I was a little boy, not to date him or myself. But the man had jet black hair at one time, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a, it was surreal. And I marked out. So I quickly wolf down my burger as fast as I can. And I'm looking over and I'm all like, what do I do? Because he was holding a tray of drinks with four drinks on it. Do I approach him before he's about to have a meal? I know that's not cool. I don't think many people would respect that. I don't want to be that guy. But what in the hell am I ever going to see Stitch Duran again? Yeah. Like this, in this environment. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take my shot. I'm going to take my shot. So I walked up to him. I said, Mr. Duran, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. How are you? You know, um, I've been watching you since I was a little boy. He goes, oh, yeah, you know, where are you from? I go, I'm from Vancouver, sir. He goes, oh, you know what? When I was up in Vancouver one time, I was covering the UFC, and he went into the story about right. the time in Vancouver at UFC and how he loved the city. He goes, oh, what do you do? I go do a, a boxing podcast. Because you know what? I'd love to come on. I didn't even ask him to come on at this point. Man. The dude already said I would love to come on. And uh, we exchanged information. And uh, after the fight, even, I think you've seen it on Instagram. If not, guys, go check it out. I got an exclusive before anyone else did, I think. Because, I mean, he was the one working on plant side, right? Yeah. So I got to ask him point blank, how bad was the eye? And how did it affect the fight? You know, we got the answer. So it's out there, man. We got one of the first exclusives, you know. That's true. That was really dope, man. That was really cool. So I Johnny Rockets paid off. I'll tell you what, man. That one time it did. I'll give it that, right? Respect to Johnny Rockets. Good burger, good milkshake. Everything was beautiful, but I don't think I ate after that because I think I did my whole food budget in. No, just joking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there, that's for sure. all in all, beautiful experience, beautiful time. Weather wasn't atypical Vegas weather. He still needed a hoodie even during the daytime. Um, it's just the wind. It's just that breeze. Yeah, the, um, yeah, that desert wind, yeah. You know, and it's kind of chilly still. So, But overall, man, a beautiful, beautiful experience. I wish I had maybe 12 more hours. That's what I'm saying. Four nights is too long. Two is too short. Three is perfect. Yeah, and I think, you know, next time we go down, let's aim for an early Friday morning flight. Yeah. Because, uh, you know. In a late Sunday comeback, maybe Sunday afternoon. They're going to get up so early on Sunday morning. You know, I don't even mind that. That's okay. You know? It bleeds right into the evening because by the time you're finished and everything, you go back to the hotel, you might snooze for an hour and a half and, and you're ready to go. And plus, here's the thing, Chance. I didn't drink all weekend except for maybe one can of beer, right? And I bought that only just out of nostalgia. Uh, but other than that, I think it also... Yeah, if you don't drink, then you can get up on a couple hours of sleep. 
yeah, go. right. So that's the other beauty of it. Like, you know, not being a drinker per se and whatnot, it really didn't affect me, right? Was I tired when I got back? Yeah, a little bit, you know, not too bad, but nothing, nothing major. I think, you know, that's, you really see how, how much more you can accomplish without the alcohol. Absolutely. Right. So very successful trip, very, very happy with the results of the fight, of the experience and the potential that we have coming from this experience, my man. I don't want to say any more than I've already Lots said. Lots of potential, yeah. But there's, there's a lot of potential. Good interviews on the way. A lot of great interviews on the way and some live we'll give, you, we'll give you fans a hint. We might be in renting, renting Washington in the, next, in the summertime. You guys can figure out what we mean by that. Yeah, I know, definitely. We got the All-Star Game in Seattle, so we're definitely going to be there for that. I'm, oh, yeah, I can't wait I've for already, that. Well, dude, I've already blocked it off, man. I don't care oh, yeah, whose no. birthday it is. I don't care if it's someone's housewarming party. Home run derby, All-Star Game. We'll make, make a stop at a boxing gym on the way. Absolutely. Well, the boxing gym would be after. Past Safeco. Yeah, past. Sort of 30 we minutes can, out. You're 30 minutes out. But like I said, man, we'll figure everything out. But yep. again, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to put it out into the universe until we have it in our hands. But that being said, guys, you know what? This this last couple of months have been phenomenal for us. We've been uh, doing good. We've been hitting the mark on things that that I didn't think we. Well, I I knew we'd, we'd hit these marks, but they're happening, man. And I'm really happy. And I uh, chance, thanks, man. Um, for, thank for, you. For, no, thank thank Real us both, man. No, we're doing great, brother. All right, very quickly. Um, I already get a sense of where you're gonna go with this, but I kind of have a little bit of a different take on it. Yeah. This Sunday kicks off a really cool month of boxing in the month of April. Now, these guys have a lot of balls going up against WrestleMania, but then again, it makes sense there in the UK. We're talking Anthony Joshua against Jermaine Franklin at the O2 in London. I guess it doesn't interfere with WrestleMania per se. It might run into the pre-show, but other than yeah. that, I don't think they're going to be too affected. Um you're I, I think just based on what you were saying earlier, this is just basically a tune-up fight for Joshua. Uh I will agree with you, but you cannot sleep on Franklin, man. No, Franklin's tough. I thought he beat Gillian White too. He lost the decision, but I thought it could have went to him. He's a good fighter, he's game. It won't be a walk in the park. He's not gonna put him on in a few rounds. He'll hang around. He said he's actually changed his diet, Franklin lost the weight for the fight. He's lost so, a lot of weight, man. He's got to yeah, be a six pack and everything. Him, like you know, um I feel like, you know, Joshua is coming in with Derek James and Derek James is, you know, trainer of the year. And he could highly have him, yeah. He, you know, he, so, so. Joshua's lost three out of five, so he wants his fight back. Well, he needs his fight back if he wants anything else. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's time for the pasture, but I mean, I don't really know where he goes from here. You know what I mean? If, if he wins this fight, which he should, you're going to see Fury Joshua in the summer. Fury has to have a big fight. Joshua has to have a big fight. Yeah, so, I almost feel still it's not the time for Joshua to to, to fight him. I just don't think Fury that's needs the a right big fight. fight. I get it. Right? I get it. I get it. You know, you know, like a lot of people say, like, hey, he's starting with a new trainer. Yeah, but so did Joshua, or so did Fury. I yeah. mean, after the first Deontay fight, he went from um, what's his face? Um, oh God, I can't remember his name. The British trainer and uh, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah, with the yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Then he went to Kronk, right? Yeah, and then you know, training with Kronk and everything. Um, you know, he's training with Sugar Hill. So I mean, going into the Deontay fight, I mean, he only had what maybe six, seven months with Sugar Hill by that point before they oh, even that, yeah. So it's about the same amount of time that Joshua is going in with with uh, 
with with uh, James. So I don't know. I don't know how much more change you're going to see. I, I think you're going to see a different Joshua, to be honest. You'll have a different game plan. Right? I, I think that I think a lot of people might be kind of sitting on the fact that he looked exactly the same, even though he switched trainers for the second Usyk fight. I mean, I think Rob McCracken was sitting on the couch thinking, fuck, I could have done this. You only need to change so much. He's 33 fight. years old, right? You're going to have a different game plan and different strategy, but you you, you are what you are at a certain point, especially at 33. No, no, not 100%, right? So, I mean, but that's that's the same with all of them, though, right? Like, I yeah, mean, I think absolutely. the only one who kind of changed anything was Tyson Fury, which kind of makes him special. Yeah. I mean, Deontay looked good for about a round and a half, maybe two rounds against Tyson until he kind of reverted back to the way he was fighting before. Right, yeah. maybe four rounds, four rounds. I'll, I'll give him up till the fourth round. And then after that, Deontay kind of reverted back to his style, right? Um, you know, Joshua didn't look anything spectacular or any different or showed anything different in the second Dusek fight with the new trainer. Whereas Tyson gained more power. He already had the skill and the technique. He was always being a great boxer. It's just that power that he accumulated from Sugar Hill. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, but I, I'll say this. Joshua, by decision, I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, I won't be shocked if Jermaine... Well, I guess I would be shocked a little bit, but I, I shouldn't be shocked if Jermaine wins. Um, Jermaine says he's going to come in there and try to knock him out. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening either. But I'm going to say Joshua, by decision. I don't think he gets a knockout on him either, though. I think he's going to get a TKO, then the ref will stop at around 10, Joshua. Okay, Joshua TKO round ten, and oh, I want I, Franklin to win. That's just my pick on who I think is going to win. I'm sure for Franklin. Yeah, uh, well, I'm going for Joshua only because I think I like to just see that big ticket fight again, right? This, yeah, I know. There's I something that. about that. That's why I'm probably going for him. But I won't be sad if Franklin wins either. I'll probably be happy for him if he wins as well, right? But yeah, I will go with Joshua, and I will like to see Joshua win just because the future is now. And yes, I have a big fight. Yeah, yeah. So we got that. All right, man. You got anything on this day in boxing history? I do. Or anything? What I do you do, got, brother? I do. 1984. One of your favorites, Mr. Marvelin, Marvelous Marvelin Hagler, knocked out uh, Juan Roldan, Roldan, sorry, in Las Vegas. 10th round. Actually, Hagler went down in the early rounds and then he got back up, ended up finishing him round 10. One of his toughest fights. Both men are dead. Rest in peace. 1984, Las Vegas. Check out on YouTube. Anybody oh, who has a uh, Great absolutely. fight. Phenomenal fight. One of those fights where you see the true grit, the tenacity. Roldan came to fight, man. You put him down. Oh, and... no, he put him down. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying about Sugar. Like, and I, yes, I'm a Hagler guy. Self-professed. I mean, you know, but but Hagler showed in that fight that you can be knocked down. And, you know, just did that like, grit, that determination, that, that yeah. energy. That's only Marvin Hagler for your brother, man. That was yeah. a Gorgeous time to be a boxing fan. A phenomenal time. I mean, the talent was just out of this world. Um, it was, yeah. Beautiful time for 39 boxing. years ago today. Beautiful time for boxing. All right, guys, I tell you what, we got to wrap it up here. We got some things coming up along the way. Uh, just a quick, we will be coming at you guys Saturday and Sunday after both nights of WrestleMania. Just a quick review show. Uh, tell you what we thought and what we know. Uh, yeah. Chance very quickly go check it out. Both cards, both nights have been released, so we know. I've seen it, and I like that out there. Yeah, yeah. So they're starting night one, and uh, no, they're main event now. They changed it. Oh, they're going to end the show. Their main event night one. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. I I saw the list in no particular order. Uh, My understanding was okay. So I was right though when they thought they were going to start with them. 
They were going to start with them initially. They were, but they changed it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. In well, you know what? Very quickly, I think both nights look really fun. The way they yeah, divided them and separated them and put them all together, it should be a good night of wrestling, everybody. Uh, tomorrow night's the Hall of Fame as well. So there's a lot of going on this weekend in the world of professional wrestling. So after this, I will take my hat off and put my wrestling hat on and be really focused on that. But guys, we have some real good stuff coming up along the way here. So stay tuned. Uh, a cool interview should be coming up pretty soon here. Yeah. Look out for that. Um, I'm really excited for it. He can shed it's some fun. light. You know, this individual is going to be able to shed some light on some fights that haven't happened, that should have happened. And, uh, you know, we, we can talk a little bit about that and a lot, lot yeah. more. But guess what? Let's get out of here. Let's okay. get the weekend started here. So everybody have a great, great rest of your week. Be safe this weekend. Whatever you guys plan to do, do it safely. Have fun. Watch WrestleMania. Listen to Sap and Chance. I don't think there's two better things that you can do with your weekend. All right. On that note, I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. The words of the great ACDC, those that like, subscribe, download the podcast. We salute you. Yes, sir. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sap and Chance. We are out.